Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest Dutch angle movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkutch. In this episode, we're covering Minute 92 of the Burbs, which begins with Ray promising to help rebuild the Klopek's house and ends with Dr. Klopek gloving up. <laughs> yeah, we have a, it's a heavy Dr. Klopek minute. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, Dr. Klopek, who I've said the whole movie, uh, especially during when they had their dinner party, about he was so charming, he's so, you know, he was the normal one, the one that could really just be like, oh, he's, he seems nice enough. You know, it's gonna be nice to talk in the neighborhood. Well, if he was, if he was the face of the the Klopaks instead of the other two, things yeah. would have went a lot smoother. <laughs> but uh, Henry Gibson in this minute shows why he acted in movies for like fifty years. Yeah, because he, although he was never a big star, he was never like the main guy. He he could certainly turn on when he has to, especially because he's only a little guy. Right. He is certainly not. Even though oh, what's his face is hurt here, Tom Hanks is hurt. Henry Gibson is not like a physically imposing man. No, but he becomes pretty pretty scary. Yeah, like how big would you say that Henry Gibson is? Just guessing. I mean, he's I'm five nine. He's shorter than me, so he's got to be like five four. He's five, five three. Five three. Yeah. So you got a five three, fifty some year old man with Tom Hanks, who's like thirty five and is six feet tall and probably has sixty pounds on him. I don't care whether he's he looks, up or not. He should be able to easily handle this guy. But he is completely at his mercy. He sure is. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those – it really doesn't matter if you're bigger or stronger or you should, you're you know, you're half the guy's age. Right. And he, I mean he slow rolls his way into it, and he's even more so in the next minute. But even when things start getting out of control, I never feel like Tom Hanks is in control of the situation. No, definitely not. Like, Well, it seems like he's done this before. <laughs> yeah. Although, yeah, I'll get into that a little bit later in the minute. I'll try to figure out, you know, what exactly they're up to here. I do like Tom Hanks' line here where he says, I'll even do some of the work myself. I have the tools. Yeah. Carol's, Carol's father's tools. Yeah. Carol's father gave me a brand new set. Call back to the garage scene when they were, all right, was saying, you're going to build something with that? Yeah. So he's going to help rebuild the Klopek's house with uh, a small box of tools. One box of tools, yeah. Yeah, which you might be able to, like, do some work on a shed. <laughs> and he's pretty proud. He's got a brand new set of tools. He's pretty proud about that. He's pretty proud. And then everything's been going a certain way, and then, like, you start getting the – it's not quite a needle scratch moment, but, like – It kind of is, though. Yeah, we kind of start making a slight turn where he says, do I look like an idiot, Mr. Peterson? They just stare at each other. <laughs> yeah, so, but at that point you could be thinking, like, okay, he just doesn't like to be snowed by, by Ray here. Because like, Ray's being like kissing his kissing his ass a little bit, blah blah blah. But he does does say he asks him if he takes him for an imbecile. So we get another use of the word imbecile two minutes in a row. Yeah. Because we had Ruben calling the kids an imbecile last minute. <laughs> yeah. So he's only like that. one yeah. more. Ray just no, no, no. Yeah. You know every time. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, the angle switches from kind of looking down at Ray. To we get almost not quite a race point of view shot, but it's him laying down looking up at Klopek, and that's yeah, when things that's, really start going sideways. He, you can tell they're supposed to be feel like he's like towering above him. Yeah, and he's getting like the, uh, the red and blue flashing lights outside from the, from the police cars. <laughs> it's an excellent setup for a scene. It's very dark in there. It's just the two of them. It's very quiet. Yeah. And Ray is still a total loss. Like I didn't like he's saying you didn't fool me. He's like, I, what are you talking about? I didn't fool who? I didn't. No, you didn't. He screamed right in his face. Yeah. No, you don't. 
<laughs> and again, this is a little old man, and you are afraid of him. He jumps. I mean, at least Ray keeps it professional. He's still calling him Dr. Klopak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now he's like, you were in my basement. So <laughs> one of my favorite things is coming up here. And he goes, surely you looked at my furnace. I have that written down and circled. <laughs> no, they didn't because no. they're idiots. <laughs> the first place they should have looked before they turned it on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. They didn't look in there because they're dumb. <laughs> yeah. The first place they should have looked. Yeah. The movie opened with him outside the house with the lights coming out, which were obviously from the furnace. Wait. Another he's... night, he goes out with his friends. He sees the lights from <laughs> the, the fur- furnace. <laughs> you break into the people's house. Where's the first place you look? Oh, it's just digging the floor. What? Yeah, we're going to the floor. I like he says, I saw your furnace, doctor, but I figured what a man's furnace is his own business. Yeah. But, but his trash isn't, or his yard, or his house. Yeah, or any of the other stuff, or the wig that I stole <laughs> from your house. Maybe all the other stuff that I broke while I was in there. Right. That's not your own, that's not his own business? <laughs> yeah. But I got to admit, though, uh, you got to give Dr. Klopek this. At least he's putting on gloves to what we think is probably kill Ray. Right. Well, he don't want to get no blood on him. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to get any of that uh, that Ray Peterson stink on him. Yeah, so he, <laughs> right at the end of the minute, he snaps the glove. Right. And I would say we get up to about a six of Dr. Klopek's level of scariness. <laughs> we don't quite get all the way to what he's going to get to in the following minute. Next line, yeah. But uh, I mentioned here, because like I said about the angle, we first we cut down to the angle of it's Ray looking up at him, and then we get some reverse shots back to Ray looking up when he's, he's still confused. <laughs> but right when he says, no, you don't, and everything changes, right? Um, that's what's called a Dutch angle. You know what a Dutch angle is? No, but I thought it was a, a dirty saying. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, didn't you ever see, uh, what was it? Which movie was it with the Dutch rudder? Oh, that's uh, <laughs> not James Hopkins like that. It was uh, Zach and Mary make Zach and Mary make a porno. That's what it was. The Dutch Rudder. That's what I thought of when you said Dutch Angle. <laughs> you need to get out more often. <laughs> no, it's 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 not that. <laughs> it's a a Dutch Angle for those who don't know. I'll explain it real quick of like from my point of view what it is. It's when you if you're looking at the scene right now, it's not how do you say. See how it's off to the side? Yeah. So we're not looking straight in at Tom Hanks. We're not looking – it's not a point of view shot from somebody. The whole thing's off to the side. It's like the camera's tilted to the side. Right. But right. lower. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You see this a lot in horror movies, like maybe some sci-fi. Okay. So the Dutch angle, also known as a Dutch tilt, a canted angle, oblique angle, or German angle, is a type of camera shot where the camera is set up on an angle on its roll axis. So the shot is composed with vertical lines at an angle to the side of the frame. My way was a lot easier. Yeah. This and it was a viewpoint the... akin to tilting one's head to the side. Right. All right. In cinematography, the Dutch angle is one of many cinematic techniques often used to portray psychological uneasiness or tension in the subject being filmed. And, and it works. So you can see exactly the minute that it starts is when he says, no, you don't. Immediately, it cuts to a Dutch angle. Yeah. Because it gets you, it makes you feel weird. And it starts to slowly push in on them. Right, with so, the light flashing and everything else, it's yeah. pretty good. Right when Ray starts to realize that he's in trouble is right when we realize we're in trouble because it's immediately when we go to the Dutch angle. And we start wondering, like, uh-oh. Not only <laughs> do we think that 
oh, they probably killed somebody, but it seems like he's more than willing to kill you right now. Right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we only get to the gloves, so we don't get to the other stuff that happens. Yeah, again, this is a, an entire minute in there, and if uh, if Henry Gibson had been nominated for the Academy Award this year <laughs> for uh, Best Supporting Actor, <laughs> he, I mean, he would have, uh, this would have been the moment they probably would have shown for him. Definitely. This would have been his little moment there, right? <laughs> this and maybe leading into the next minute of when he starts talking about what else that he, uh, what they may right. have found in there. <laughs> let's see that would be no you know what we're you know what we're gonna look up we're gonna see who was nominated for the and see if he was better the academy awards for uh best supporting actor for that year yeah for that year we'll see if it was someone that we think he could have had a chance <laughs> all right so he would have been a best supporting actor so i'll give you the nominees and we'll see if you can remember who won so the nominees are bruce davison for a longtime companion Andy Garcia, The Godfather Part 3, as Vincent Corleone, Joe Pesci, Goodfellas, Graham Greene, Dances with Wolves, and Al Pacino from Dick Tracy. First of all, I'm going to say this. That is not a great group. No, definitely not Al Pacino from Dick Tracy. <laughs> and definitely not um, Andy Garcia from Godfather Part 3. Listen, he's no. good in the movie, but Godfather Part 3 stinks. Yeah, nobody likes that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's good in it. He may be the best thing in it. That movie still sucks, and he shouldn't have got a, a nomination for that. They should have nominated I, Henry Gibson from The Burbs. Yeah. I can't imagine Pesci won ever either. Did he, he didn't win that year, right? That year's winner for Best Supporting Actor was Joe Pesci for Goodfellas. Really? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Come on. He's awesome I, in that movie. Not that he didn't deserve it, but I didn't think they would, they would honor him with that. Yeah. I don't know. I think The Burbs could have won Best Picture that year. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is a disgrace. Oh, listen to this list for best pictures. So the best picture nominees were Awakenings, yeah. Dances with Wolves, Ghost, Goodfellas, The Godfather Part Three. Are you kidding me? Oh, you're gonna have to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> the Godfather Part Three was nominated for best picture. You know what? I can't. I can't even get into this. That is the worst thing I've ever seen. I can name twenty movies from 1989 alone that were better than that. I mean, people love them other ones, though. Ghost and uh, Dances with Wolves. People love them movies. Listen, I'll give you Ghost. I'll, I'll give you Ghost. Goodfellas and Dances with Wolves, obviously. Dances with Wolves won, by the way, which yeah, is a tragedy. Goodfellas is a much better movie. but <laughs> Even Awakenings, I understand why it's there. It's like the sentimental favorite. Right. Godfather Part 3, you've got to be kidding me. I, I hope. Listen, I, dance... I, I, I'm at a loss. I, I might have to end the podcast forever. <laughs> I can't <laughs> stop right now. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I hope next week Dances with Wolves minutes starts. That's what I hope. Oh, it'll be Dances with Minutes. <laughs> Dances with Minutes with Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> somebody starts that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. So I think we've officially run out of things to talk about for this minute. Not a lot happens. It's yeah. It is a two scene with Tom Hanks and Henry Gibson. And they're great and all, but we're really just leading into the next minute. The next minute's when it picks up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else? No. All right, well, check us out on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, swing by uh, iTunes. Give us a shout-out over there. Give us a review. Go over to moviesbyminutes.com to check out all the movies by minutes. There's a lot of them. Um, there's a Goodfellas Minute, you know, where they check out Goodfellas, you know, the, the excellent movie. 
<laughs> the one with the garbage movie that also was nominated. <laughs> I didn't know those movies came out the same year. That's even worse. Oh God, I can't get over it. Wow, Goodfellas and Godfather Three the same year. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, I'm done. I got. I gotta get out of here. I gotta go. I gotta go cleanse the palate after bringing up that awful movie. <laughs> All right. So uh, for this episode, no, you don't. And stay safe, neighbors. <laughs>